Okay, here we go. Are you hers ready? Hers. <coughs> yeah. Hers. Banging hers. 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 Okay. Hers. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining us for the second time this week. I'm banging the table with my finger because I've been banging down with my finger and now it's time for the table to get away. You join us for the second time this week. I'm just going to introduce us first before I tell you what we're going to be doing. So Dan, hello across the table. Hi there, Tom. Uh, Hello, Duncan, our Scottish contingent in the Kinky Kitchen. Hi there, Tom. Hello, and as you can probably guess, I've not introduced Russ because he is off banging a plug somewhere or shoving a plug where the sun don't shine. We don't know what. He's a fuck plug, plug, a plug fucking chump. <laughs> you better not be a plug fucker. <laughs> he is a plug fucking chump, and he's not with us today because, as I said, he's fucking a plug somewhere. Um, so it's not the classic threesome. We're not in the fuck bunker. We're actually in another location that I can't tell you about. Anyway, this second podcast we're de- going to be doing a love letters now you may have very well heard the sad news that j michael mendel who was the producer on the simpsons and rick and morty has passed away which is very sad very uh, big personality very uh, big impact on uh, two well great series among many other things i would imagine um it was only 54 only 54 years old absolute tragedy um but we thought a a nice tribute to um the late j michael mandel would be to look at rick and morty because we are undoubtedly bigger rick and morty fans than we are simpsons everyone loves simpsons Mm. and everyone does pods about the simpsons and to be fair lots of people do pods about rick and morty but we thought we'd do a love letters to rick and morty to celebrate the debauchery the craziness and the sci-fi weirdness that encompasses that show. Yeah. So, I mean, where do we want to start with this? I, I found well, an article with like a load of um, some of the best quotes. I don't know. We could read some of those out. Like we it. could, or whatever. Duncan uh, seemed to have an idea as well. What do we do? Uh, no, I like that. I was just going to say, maybe it's not really a love letters. Let's face it. Um, the one where, oh, you know, the, the episode where they they go up and meet the, the heroes and he oh, yeah, just gets blind. Yeah, noob noob. just gets blind. Hmm? Is that noob noob? Yeah. Noob noob and the yeah. the drunken phone call. Yeah. It, it, that's what Rick would leave. It's not a love letter. He would just get blind drunk and leave you uh, a drunk <laughs> voicemail. You're the only one that got my joke, noob noob. I yeah. mean, you're so cool <laughs> and no one understands you like <laughs> no one understands like, me like you do. It's just one <laughs> Who of the fucks noob noob. Yeah, one of <laughs> one of my favorite things about Rick and Morty is there's. I mean, the merchandise now is crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't tell the whole story. A, a t-shirt that just says, I'm Pickle Rick, doesn't tell you the whole story about that episode. And that's another... The episode you've just described, Duncan, is another example of that, where it's basically Rick becomes a supervillain. Um, but the way he becomes a supervillain is he's so sick of these, these do-gooders just, like, ignoring him, <laughs> so he gets drunk and inadvertently becomes a supervillain. Yeah. It's like drunk sore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And it's a genius episode. It's also a really good pastiche of um, of the Avengers, yeah. um, uh, which were riding a massively high wave at the time that yeah. episode came out, which is brilliant. I mean, nothing is is funnier than the leader of the of the guys flying up through the vent in the roof, yeah. and, and for multiple horrendous things to happen to him off screen, with his legs just flapping limply, and then his rocket boots with his feet still in him, just sort of flying off in two separate arcs and landing on the floor with a splat. It's like and just Rick, like yeah. you know, sober now, like with yeah. a really massive hangover, just kind of like you know, kind of going, oh. <laughs> just shrugging yeah. it off. Like, oh. I did tell him not to go. <laughs> the, the other genius part is that he totally forgets what he's done because he was hammered when he did it, blind drunk yeah. to the point where he literally shat himself <laughs> on on, <laughs> yes. their, on their on their boardroom table. Literally yeah. got himself so drunk he voided his <laughs> bowels. Like, and Noob Noob had to tidy it up. Yeah. So inadvertently, the one person that he's like literally like loves out yeah. of that group, he like created the most work for because they left they left noob noob at the camp to clean up all the shit on the table yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like the whole the premise of the episode is they've got to go and defeat world ender and world ender is defeated because rick is drunk mm. and it's the earliest thing that happens and uh, then whilst drunk he puts a lot of the minions in really really compromising sexual position <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Which is exactly what everyone does. But it's just the bit where uh, Morsi is, is so fed up during the whole thing. He goes, it's Palestine and Israel. He always does this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know, it's like a whole thing. But the, the, the thing that, like, that episode just completely, like, proves about Rick and Morty is that, you know, Dan Harmon's story writing technique is is absolutely on point. Oh, he's, he's, he's well, he was great on Community as well. Absolutely. He's but, just really good. But, it, but it's, I mean, Rick and more to the, uh, the whole dynamic between the two characters is fantastic anyway but the fact that there's just these genius stories these they're, they're almost vignettes on their own um and sometimes the episodes completely subvert your mm. expectations of what might happen next like morty's mind benders mm. where they're where they're going back over the memories that they have voluntarily removed from themselves yeah. because they're too traumatizing and stored them in an underground vault and that and that by the end of the episode, you re- like you realise that this is something that happens on such a, a, so, a so, yeah. so many occasions that there's actually a drill yeah. that that Summer very lackadaisically while she's eating a lollipop carries out, just tranquilizes the pair of them, sets them up like she's done it a hundred times before. But uh, every now and then they just stumble across this mm. vault of their own memories of these terrible things. Hands down, my favourite memory from that mm. is the one where they inadvertently find themselves trapped in the collection yeah. of like a giant being who sees them as just a curio he just sort of kind of like it looks in through the side of their tank and morty says i really want to just get out of here i'll do anything yeah. and rick's like like seriously anything and concocts this whole plan to basically just <laughs> basically just replace them with two other people pretending to be uh, an alien life form telling them how to build a machine that will transport them to that little mm. like tank so that they can then get into that thing and disappear <laughs> and just leave these two poor people stuck in that tank it's just it's mind-bogglingly insane um but should i, should I read out some of the quotes that just tickle yeah, me go for it it's morty on existence he says nobody exists on purpose nobody belongs anyway uh, sorry, I'll, do, I'll start again. Morty says, nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. We're all going to die. Come mm. watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer, while she's freaking out about it. It's, and I think that's, that's kind of after um, 
Rick and Morty have replaced the dead Rick and Morty in the reality that they yeah. eventually hijacked because they've turned everything into a David Cronenberg film <laughs> <laughs> in their own reality, <laughs> which is fucking brilliant. No, they, I love that episode as well. It's yeah. just so... Oh, what am I thinking? Of course, this would never have worked. You can't splice this with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's like praying mantis DNA. It's just yes. like, it's crazy. Uh, Rick's, um, Rick's view on love. Listen, Morty, I hate to break it to you, but what people call love is just a chemical reaction that complete, uh, that compels animals to breed. It hits hard, Morty, then it slowly fades, leaving you stranded in a failing marriage. I did it. Your parents are going to do it. Break the cycle, Morty. Rise above. Focus on science. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Oh, and this one, <laughs> Rick's view on weddings. Weddings are basically just funerals with cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. That's way too offensive. I can't read that one out. Oh, yeah, this one. This one is brilliant. This one's a noodle baker. Rick says to Morty, but what about the reality where Hitler cured cancer, Morty? The answer is don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... It's one of my favourite parts of Rick and Morty is the interdimensional cable. Oh, so good. So I've got the list of shows, commercials and movies here. Oh, hit us, cable. hit us. So first one's Saturday Night Live. And <laughs> uh, then it's Ball Fondless. Ball Fondless, <laughs> which, which turns out to be like, like literally like the Expendables. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. Ball Fondless. Gazorp, Bazorp, Field. Yeah, Gazorp, Bazorp. Which yep. is Garfield, isn't it? Yep. Is, yeah. Uh, the Days and Nights of Mrs. Pancakes. Oh, yeah, um, How Did I Get Here? <laughs> yeah. uh, how How They Do It. Uh, Shlemoo's sh- The Shlemoo. Right. Sh- Shlemoo's The Shlemoo, sorry. Uh, strawberry Smiggles. Turbulent Juice. Uh, eye Holes. <laughs> eye Holes. Yeah. yeah. Real Fake yeah, Door. But- have you got eye holes? Yeah. I've got eye holes. Yeah, real fake. Be door. careful because he'll come for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ants in my eyes, Johnson. Ants in my eyes, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sneezy. Yeah. Uh, two brothers. Jan Michael Vincent. Last will and test meow. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. I remember that whole thing. <laughs> hey, Jan Michael Vincent. What's up, Jan Michael Vincent? <laughs> <laughs> and the last one's Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, that's brilliant. Yeah. Ball fondlers. Ball fondlers. I do love Two Brothers. It's just that is is a hilarious trailer. Is yeah, two oh yeah, the two brothers. (laughs) They're 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 mad at the the, And they're facing Mexicans. (laughs) Well it wasn't Mexican, it was lanes. The, the, cat. the best thing about all those episodes is Dan Harmon himself is doing like all the like narration over the top of them, and he 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 does this great thing where he he can sound enthusiastic and also incredibly bored at the same time. It, it's great because he does Bird Person as well, who's one of my favourite characters in it. Yeah, <laughs> Bird Person's just yeah. it's this dude from another dimension that just comes and hits on on girls and. Oh, uh, Tammy, isn't it? Yeah. Who turns out to be yeah, an agent for the Galactic great. Federation. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's that's like a real cheap... Uh, sorry, I'm just looking down the list of quotes. The cheapest one I found is, I turn myself into a pickle. I'm yeah. Pickle Rick. Yeah. And I like, the, I like the fact that he constantly tries to explain that away by saying it's, he's done it just because he can, because, yeah. that's the, because that's the thing. I'm a genius. I can do it. But it turns out to be an incredibly 
complex way of getting out of going to a family counseling yeah. session <laughs> yeah and then there's that this family counseling session that he doesn't go to they all realize that rick might be the problem hey sanchez is uh, <laughs> how long have you been eating poop yeah. <laughs> but it's oh no me neither because <laughs> it should just be a throwaway episode where he does turn himself into a pickle yeah and then um he it should be about his fight back to becoming to becoming himself again but it's, yeah. it's not it's it's about like his disconnect with his daughter basically it is massive disconnect yeah i mean they are <laughs> they are just so unbelievably uh warped those it's people a, it's such a well done relationship because she is hero worship of him she loves him it's the, it's um it's yeah. abandonment issues yeah. to the, mm. to the point where uh she breaks up with her husband basically because of him. Yes. Yeah. Don't leave me again. Yeah. Where literally Jerry almost turns them all against Rick, but yeah. then the second Rick walks through the door, yeah. she just goes, no, don't leave me again. But actually throughout season three, she degenerates in terms of her. Yeah. You know, she, she disappears off to the, she she discovers that world that Rick built for her yeah. where the, <laughs> Well, it's, it's Tommy, isn't it? It's the, her friend has been living for many, many years, having sex with whatever weird creatures he can find, yeah. and then eating the oh, yeah. the offspring of them, which is just bizarre. Um, but there's there's some absolute genius. Uh, the, the one episode, the, the episode I watched last night, which um is is a constant favourite for my of mine, is the um I think it's the beginning of season three, that first episode with Nathan Fillion um, playing the yeah. um, almost like Men in Black agent yeah. inside Rick's mind. This 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 was we an watched, episode. Shoney's. I rewatched yeah. I rewatched that today because I was like, well we're gonna be talking about that. I need to rewatch. I, I would normally probably watch um the Get Shrifty yeah. uh one. Uh, but, Show me what you got. Oh God. because <laughs> uh, I, I say that to Phil and quite a lot. I just go, Show me what you got <laughs> um but I, I rewatched that because it was it's a genius episode. Yeah. Oh, it is. it is sometimes so dark in it, but it is hilarious. It's really funny. I, I also I love I love how Rick just almost again lackadaisically transfers his mind from person to person throughout mm. that film and every time throughout that episode and every time he jumps into someone else's body, he's just like, Okay, well I'm gonna go take a shit. Uh, is it on a level <laughs> is there a toilet on a level? It's literally like, Yeah, well I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take a shit. <laughs> literally just... Do you know what? Because of this podcast, now when I watch that, I think of you to uh, Tom going, Oh, I need to take a shit for <laughs> yeah. some reason. The way he says it reminds me of you. Well that was that last episode. Like <laughs> no. I could I could just go take a shit. <laughs> But I, no, I love, I absolutely love that episode. Like slowly working his way up, like with with people with high enough cl- security clearances to the very top of the Council of Ricks. Um, oh, whoops, sorry, oh, yeah. I just nudged my microphone there. Um, but again, Council of Ricks, mm. what a great idea as well. Yeah, but like you know, the rickest of all the Ricks is the C one thirty seven because he's like literally, you know, he's. Like, but do you remember? <laughs> there's also that episode where it's like um, where that the the supervillain Rick. Yeah. Um, who it turns out is actually being controlled by evil Morty, yeah. um, which is again another great twist in that. Um, he's going, he's flicking through all the Ricks. He said, "I was trying to find the Rickest Rick that I could blame these crimes on," yeah. and um, I found you right in the middle. This guy to the right, super weird. <laughs> Just like one side either way, like on this yeah. spectrum of Ricks, like this guy, super weird. <laughs> like, um, 
and there's that there's that whole episode as well, isn't it, based on the Citadel talking about all the different yeah. stories of all the Ricks and Mortys and you know the various kind of sourings of the relationships between Ricks and Mortys yeah. because they have banded together. Um, it does make you wonder kind of what what's going to happen next with that because there's obviously this whole story. You know, Evil Morty is now the president of yeah. the Council of Ricks. He's in charge up there, and he is fucking evil. Yeah. Um, you know, so who who the hell knows what's going to happen there? Going back to the episode you were talking about previously with Nathan Fillion. Yeah. That episode is obviously relevant because they put Szechuan sauce back on to the They McDonald's did, and map. it didn't go well, did it? No, it didn't, because it's not nice. <laughs> no, it wasn't nice. And yeah. I just love that bit later on where the alien is eating the Szechuan yeah. sauce. It's just like, oh my God, this sauce is fucking amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you're saying this was a, this was promoting a movie? <laughs> yeah, what was the movie? I think, no, it's Mulan. Mulan, Mulan that's it, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's Szechuan sauce. Oh my God. And then at the end of that whole episode, he literally goes on this <laughs> drunken rant at Morty. That's it, me. Nine seasons. That's my story arc, Morty. Szechuan sauce. I'm going to get it back, Morty. That's going to be my. That's, that's my character arc, Morty. That's it. Nine seasons. We're going to get syndicated, Morty. <laughs> I'm just like I. What I love about that is it is that ending is sort of a mirror of the ending of the very first episode where he's going, mm. it's just going to be you and me, Morty, Rick and Morty going over all forever, never ending. And it's Morty just going, oh, okay, okay. Oh, cause yeah. it's the, the one way he has to <laughs> smuggle the crystals up his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we had, uh, someone comment on this one, uh, Pete has said uh, the his favourite quote, uh, the panicked post-Roy quote from the Life Well Lived episode, where they go, he goes into the uh, the VR simulator. Oh the yeah, the life. Um, and the panic post Roy quote from Morty, "Where's my wife?" is up there as one of my faves. It's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. And then and then when Rick jumps in, it's like, "Oh my god, this guy's taking Roy off grid." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh That's weird because yeah, because he, yeah, he lives his literally his entire life. Yeah, he lives an entire life in the space of like no time at all. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. The um, any Jerry heavy episode is always one that I quite like. Yeah, there's um, the, there's the 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 excellent episode I watched last night as well because I skipped through a few of these. Is the one where they discover it's called it's M it's called M Night Shyam Aliens, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the it's the one where they consist they they keep finding out that they're inside a simulation. Of these a- of that these aliens have created that are trying to get a hold of Rick's formula for dark matter, yeah. and they don't they don't quite uh, they don't realise why, but for somehow somehow Jerry has managed to get there as well, and he's <laughs> in one of the other simulations, and they basically run it at lowest processing power, <laughs> lowest power, lowest capability, lowest everything, like lowest AI and intelligence, like, and he <laughs> literally pitches his god awful hungry for apples <laughs> advertising tagline. To like these these simulations that literally can just go yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> my man <laughs> you know just literally just these like one line of things and then he's listening to the radio in the car and it just goes ah, and and that was the end of that radio show now for human music and it's just boop 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 boop, boop. and he goes huh, human music I like it <laughs> um, and then Rick I think sums it up at the end he goes um, don't worry Jerry it's you know. <laughs> Um, don't worry that the, the most meaningful day of your life was actually just a computer simulation running on the lowest possible part of the speed. just literally destroys his day. Um, so Dan Harmon is someone I am 
uh, he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's he produced Community, which is one of my. We'll do a love letter. Song you think he's a dickhead? Song. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's self self proclaimed dickhead though. Oh okay. Um, we'll do a whole episode on Community at some point as well. I reckon because I absolutely you're gonna, you're gonna my, have to lead one that one. Yeah, my one of my all time favorite comedies is Community. Um, so however, he's got a friend called Rob Schraub. Uh, they started off together. They did the Sel- Sarah Silverman show together. And every now and then he asks for help. Uh, and this was a f- couple of months ago, I think now. Dan Harmon asked uh, Rob Schraub for ideas for Rick and Morty. And these are the ideas that he put. He just put a table full of post-it notes, basically. And uh, here's, here's, um, here's a list of the, the, some highlights. Okay. Oh, for, from Rob Schraub, who's an odd man who was meant to direct the second Lego movie, but it just didn't happen. Mm. Uh, Jerry gets a pine cone in his butt. Uh huh. Barknado. <laughs> Barknado. Yeah. The People's Basketball Court. Yeah. Morty buys a boat. <laughs> Jerry makes a log cabin with hair. Uh-huh. Artificial person with real legs. <laughs> Planet powered by chips and salsa. Anal beads. <laughs> when wolf. <laughs> Rick's daycare. Wesley Sniper. <laughs> Sperm blob. <laughs> Jerry gets into Twitter feud and wins. Now someone is trying to kill him. <laughs> nice, I like that one. Yep. Furniture zoo. Furniture zoo. Um, planet hodags. <laughs> Wickerman spoof. <laughs> Dinosaur ghosts. Food ghosts. The king of smiles. Summer brings a mannequin to life with amulets. <laughs> y ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> Detachable fingers, or <laughs> it's in brackets, or toes. <laughs> Woman made of fish. <laughs> um, planet of no stop signs. Trench coat made of dreams. Voltron, but with vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Invisible pigs. <laughs> Library of food. Bloodshed. Maximum overdrive, but with grass. Sorry, I've literally just got vegetable gremlin in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to throw one out there. Vegetable gremlin. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta put some cowboys in Back to the Future. Um, Electricity gremlin. You just said noun and gremlin, didn't yeah. you? You're a child. You're a child. You got a mind like a child. The one he said he really liked though was uh, Rick discovers the eleventh commandment. <laughs> uh, thing, but with women. <laughs> and there's, yeah. There's, so this, this is sound, all Rob Schraub. That just sounds like interdimensional cable it again, does, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, the, a couple of favourites. I mean, obviously, uh, Wesley Sniper. Yeah. Jerry gets into a Twitter feud, Twitter feud and wins. Now someone is trying to kill him. I like that one. Um, but yeah, no, the... the um, Vegtron. Yeah. Voltron with Veg. The Rick discovered the 11th commandment. That's that's quite a good that's one. That's a really good idea. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, he just he put all of them up, and the, Dan Harmon's face is a picture. He just looks so moody. <laughs> they got this like love hate relationship. Basically, Dan Harmon got fired from the Sarah Silverman show, whereas Rob Sharp kept his job. And it feels like he's never really forgiven Rob Sharp for this. Well, it's never. It wasn't really that good a TV yeah. show. It was. I mean, it was funny. It was really. I mean, I, yeah. I, there were some episodes. The, the the episode where they, um, uh, Sarah and her dad formed a a Lisa Loeb tribute band is just mental, yeah. but also genius as well. And I love that a great big argument erupts between a, um, a, a gay couple about drinking a bottle of tab or not. Mm. And it just becomes this ridiculous, like wearing tab t-shirts and stuff like that. I don't want to drink tab. Oh my God. I love tab. You know, just like <laughs> just becomes this whole mental thing. Um, 
But that's the thing about Rick and Morty I just love so much is that it just it consistently confounds your expectations yeah. that they, they almost seem so used to um, the the crazy adventures they go on. But then there's that one episode where they finish off <laughs> this, one, <laughs> this one kind of what looks like a death-defying, you know, literally yeah. inches from death um, rescue of something. And they get awarded their medals and they go back to the car and they literally just break down yes. so that it's like you know oh my god that was insane you know like morty's crying like sobbing rick yeah. is rick is screaming in anger and rage and that sort of kickstarts this next the whole bit where all of their toxins and and horrible aspects of their bodies are pulled out and become proper like you know um corporeal forms of rick and morty in this kind of sludge machine yeah um which uh which again is great and they break through into the into the real world and you know, Morty has that whole experience. He starts becoming more confident and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. hey, I've just, you know, he gets rid of his mobile phone, all that sort of stuff. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes you watch that, watch it, and you just think, fucking hell, like, how the hell does someone think about yeah. this? Like, and they've made it really funny and engaging. The The Mad Max episode oh is God. brilliant. I love you know, that, the Rick Mansing of the Stone. Absolutely. That, that bit where, like, where, um, you know, it, we couldn't help but notice that you put the garbage in the blue bin <laughs> you know and like this whole mutant society like because of the it. introduction of power has yeah. has like you know kind of completely civilized them um but actually like the underlying message of that is actually rick and morty uh sorry not rick and morty but actually mm. kind of summer and morty dealing with their parents breakup yeah you know and actually summer you know, expressing herself through unbelievable violence, um, and and Morty himself, like in the in the ring with his like you know genetic memories in that big muscly arm of his, yeah. you know, killing the king, who who has a taint washer and a bought and a scrotum washer, <laughs> like you know anyway, but yeah, the, the whole underlying thing of that is like you know even Rick coming to terms with the fact that he's not dealing with a breakup that he's caused while you know actually being able to admit that he's feeling some level of regret for breaking <laughs> up Beth and. Um, jerry yeah um, it's but very strange what i do love about those series of is some of the endings but whenever there's jerry there's always that breath of wind that just goes loser oh yes <laughs> it's just so yes hey cruel. it's but it's so it's so well done because it's 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 loud enough to hear it but it's subtle it's so subtle at the same time but it is also a joke that um uh mighty boosh um, actually got first. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's that bit where Howard realises that he's um, um, all alone in the Arctic tundra and he actually says, you know, he, he, like, <laughs> he literally, literally says, I'm, I'm all alone. The, the wind is my only friend. And on the wind, you just hear, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, wind. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and it, like, at the end of the episode, she go, someone goes to visit Jerry, doesn't she? And she sort of goes, there sure are a lot of prostitutes there. And Jerry goes, is that what they are? <laughs> like, and I can never quite decide in my head like whether that's him just <laughs> putting that on for the sake of his daughter or whether he's literally so fucking clueless that he just hasn't worked out that they're prostitutes. She's like, is that what they are? <laughs> and you would never, you would never tell. Yeah, I like, like the end of that because she goes, got this for you. Yeah, it was just um... he looked back like he says about that mutant. He was yeah. the first mutant I killed. He, he, I, you know, I stumbled on him doing a thing. He ran, but he stopped to look back. And basically, she says, "Don't look back. Yeah, move on with your life." 
and then he ends up getting <laughs> hooked up with that triple-breasted yeah. <laughs> um, fucking like huntress. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> doesn't he? Like yeah. Um, we got another another one from one of our listeners, uh, Alex Ailes, uh, on Facebook. But uh, Rick and Morty's best bit, one easy one to miss. ABC of Beth, uh, Rick on Fruity Fruity Land. Come on, I put real elbow grease into this place. Beth responds with, "Well, you're supposed to put real elbow grease into your daughter, Rick. Gross." <laughs> so uh, Alex says it cracks him up every time, and his friends up so time. It's so quick. Um, and one more as well. We've got another one on Twitter. Um, but I think we should have a conversation about this. Uh, Ger- Gareth Rafferty says, "Mr. Meeseeks, look at me." That's all he says. The Mr. Meeseeks episode. I mean, it's been done to death now. It's genius. It is a work of genius. An entire race of people whose job it is to satisfy you because they want to die, and that's how they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and 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 that one who's like getting older and older, like yeah. literally just sort of scratching his sort of face, just going like, you know, it's getting weird. <laughs> yeah, it's getting weird. I've been alive for two days. It's getting weird. Like, literally. Like, and then the one at the very end, like the one who's like, I'm a bit of a stickler, Mr. Meeseeks. I'm going to have to see your short game too. Yes. And like literally holds the, holds the knife to that woman's neck. Like, and then he puts the onion into the cup. I love it. Where yeah, their the, their whole purpose of living is to imp- help you improve in certain aspects of your life, and they can do everything. Whether it's like the existential crisis that um, Beth is having, that maybe the relationship's not going to work with her husband. But the one thing they can't do is improve. Um, Jerry Jerry's- can't knock two shots <laughs> off Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is what Mr. Meeseek says to Beth. Having a family doesn't mean you stop being an individual. Mm. You know the best. You know. You know the best thing you can do for the people that depend on you. Be honest with them, even if it means setting them free. Uh, it's you know it is it is wonderful. Like and mm. and like and, and they they come back, don't they, to find Jerry still at work with a couple of yeah. Mr. Meeseeks, and like he's he's just like, wow, these Meeseeks are really really awkward. Like and they're just like. Ours, ours disappeared hours ago yeah. and he's like really hours ago yeah. <laughs> and I love that the me seeks um, um, start having to ask for Mr. Me seeks they, yeah, they, to help yeah. them it's getting really Jerry's weird problem. it's getting really weird um, uh, sorry there's a oh, this one blim blam uh, first of all, hello. My name is Blimblam the Core Block. <laughs> Second of all, cards on the table. I'm a murderer that eats babies, and I came to this planet to eat babies. However, I'm carrying. I'm also carrying a highly infectious disease that I suppose you could call space AIDS, as you put it. And Rick did chain me up so that he could attempt to cure it. At the same time, Rick's motivation to cure my disease was not to save my life or anyone else's, but to patent and sell the cure for billions of Blemflarks. <laughs> but you know the reason why I ripped my chains out of the wall, and do you know why I'm never coming back to this planet? Because the two of you are the fucking worst. You hate both hate yourselves and each other. And the idea that it is, has anything to do with Rick is laughable. I'd laugh, but I'm biologically incapable. That's how alien I am. And even I'm sitting here listening to the two of you and being like, what the fuck? So good luck with your shitty marriage and tell Rick I'm sorry he has to deal with either of you. Blim blam out. You know what? I'm taking this. <laughs> Just goes back in for that device. It's so good. Oh. It is great. It's just such a great show. Do you know what actually got me, uh, hooked me straight off? Um, actually, it was probably your fault, Dan, mm. that I started watching. You said, you've got to watch this. No, it wasn't. It wasn't you. It was, I was tutoring 
And yeah. it was the teenager I was tutoring. He said, have you watched this? Have you watched Rick and Morty? I said, no. He said, got to watch it. And it's just the opening credits. Just a bit, just because of the music and you suddenly get the planets and you get three plus three equals six. It's mm. just that. The three plus three equals six is just... <laughs> it's hilarious because it's simple maths, but it's like all the music and the intensity of the... Um, of everything going science and it's just that bit it is it's uh, the opening credits are genius they are great they, especially they are funny. especially because like rick slams open that portal while they're running away yeah. he jumps through it and then it just shuts and morty just trips <laughs> over and those three like frog things are just like almost on him but the the brilliant thing is like existence comes up a lot in rick and morty yeah. and nowhere is that more obvious than when rick's eating pancakes and he, he can't be fucked to, to reach across to get the butter. So he creates a robot, <laughs> literally a robot out of stuff in his pocket. And it, he just, it comes to life. And the butter robot says, what is my purpose? And Rick goes, you pass butter. But the butter robot just goes, oh my God. And Rick goes, yep, welcome to the club, pal. <laughs> and like the look on the face of the, of the little butter passing robot. It's just... It's just done. Um, oh, what about Wubba Lubba Dub Dub? <laughs> Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. I'm in great the thing pain. thing I always say. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, I love it. He goes, right, yeah, catch us again soon. Who are you waving to? Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. So Summer says, what do you mean you're having a party? Are some glip glops from the third dimension going to come over and play cards or something? And Rick goes, glip glop? You're lucky a Truflorkian doesn't hear you say that. <laughs> Summer says, is that like their N-word? Rick goes, it's like the N-word and the C-word had a baby and it was raised by all the bad words for Jews. <laughs> 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 what up, my glip glops? <laughs> and then he says it later. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, literally, there's a knock on the door. He opens it and all these little blue things run in and he goes, what up, my glip glops? <laughs> It's so good. It's such a good show. It's gets a lot of stick because it's popular, doesn't it? It does, but it's it's a lot it's a lot smarter. It's a lot smarter than it needs to be. Yeah. But it's um but it's also it's much funnier than a lot of stuff out there. The dynamic between Rick and Morty is brilliant because actually you realise that that dynamic isn't necessarily the the biggest or best bit about that whole show. No. But the the one thing you do realise is that he genuinely gives a shit about Morty. He does. Of course he does. Like, and you can tell that every second of the day because yeah. if if there if there wasn't some weird connection, although you do find out that one of the <laughs> one of the main reasons that Mortys are are constantly with their rigs is that the Morty brainwaves mask the intelligent brainwaves yes. of of Ricks. So they're, they're like the perfect um, stealth camouflage. It's yeah. like a Rick having a Morty that can never be tracked, <laughs> which is just genius. I mean, it just gets weird, doesn't it? But they, they do such a good job with it. They do such a good job of... All the stories make sense. They do. They're weird. Yeah. They're out there. They involve a little bit of thinking. Yeah. Not much thinking, but a little bit of of just thinking, well, how did he get into this weird situation? But at the same time, just hilarious and a lot of the time relatable as well. And within the same. 100%. And, yeah. and like, I mean, Rick just does stuff that... 
you know, he <laughs> during the romantic Rick Mansing of the Stone, yeah, yeah. where he eats human flesh, yeah. <laughs> and Morty goes, "Is eating human flesh really like really the best way to avoid answering my question?" And Rick just like quietly contemplates it while he's chewing, and then immediately takes the, the meat out of his mouth and just puts it on his plate, and just you know decides, "All right, fuck, fuck it, I'm going to come clean," you know, about why why he's hanging around is because he wants that big green rock. But it's yeah. just it's just like Rick's the kind of guy that would. <laughs> literally just do anything his first reaction is to avoid yeah. being questioned and even if that means eating human flesh well it, <laughs> it seems like he's made a lifetime like a, almost a career of finding the easiest way out of every situation yeah which often involves incredibly complicated devices um like the he will always want the easiest way out of a situation that he can't be bothered to be in. Yeah. No matter how much it fucks everything else up for yeah. everyone else. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're like literally, you know, people are secondary. Yes. Definitely, Except yeah. as we realise and as you as you pointed out, yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think we've I think we've waxed lyrical for a yeah, bit there, haven't we? Definitely. Really? I like Rick and Morty a lot. I'm just talking about it's made me think I might go and watch it again. Yeah, me too. When I get home, I'm going to watch one before I go to sleep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice episodes. Yeah, might watch I, the Seeks episode again. I mean, I'm, I might. Uh, I don't know. Might go back and watch the Get. Sh- yeah. I just love the song Get Swifty. Sh- yeah, Get Swifty. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just and then Ice uh, Tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that ending is fantastic. Father, I now know. <laughs> I feel. I feel. I I'm feel. I'm no longer. I'm no longer iced tea. I am. Was it? It's either water tea or liquid tea, isn't it? So it's not actually iced tea, is it? Because Dan Harmon prides himself on being able to do a pretty good iced tea impression on on his podcast. Yes, on Harmon Town. Yes, he he does this he does this iced tea impression, which is pretty good. Where he just goes. It's nothing personal. <laughs> it's just business. <laughs> just business. Because yeah. Ice T, because they they discovered that Ice T has um, done the audio books for a load of Dungeons and Dragons books. No way. Now I kind of want to listen to them. No, yeah. I kind of want to listen yeah, to that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. To hear Ice T doing. That'd be that, amazing. So, yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, just one final note on this. I would. Uh, I'm. I'm very much uh, in the market for one of the uh, replica portal guns that you can buy. Oh shit! We we were selling them at work. Were you? Yeah, like we we were selling for next to nothing towards before we sent them back as well. Really? Yeah. If oh, I, no, man. Shit balls. Yeah. Projects the portal on the wall and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Sorry, I want dude. it. Yeah. Bollocks. Anyway, yeah. shall I draw a line? Do it. Let's draw a line. That is our love letters to Rick and Morty. And as we said, that was in tribute uh, to J. Michael Mendel, who sadly passed away, um, the producer of Rick and Morty and The Simpsons, among, I'm sure, many other mm. things. And on that note, it has come to an end, so it's time to say goodbye to Dan. Oh, bye. And goodbye to me, and goodbye to Duncan. Bye. And goodbye to me again. Don't forget, if you want to interact with us on any of our social media channels, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and the handle is at TMTOOH. Don't forget to check out everything that our sister pod, Theatrical Cut, are doing. They are on Facebook and Instagram under the handle at Theatrical Cut Pod. And on that note, good night, everyone. Let's cue the music. Bye.